Hey, welcome to the show. This is Adam. We have a live episode coming up. I wanted to tell you about other live episodes that we've done that are great. If you want to catch them, you can go to proudlyresents.com slash live, L-I-V-E. So if you like this episode, definitely check out the other live shows. being here this is great it's a lot of fun we're at the improv and improv lab sure come on in graham is on here a lot of great guests here with graham elwood walking to the stage let's hear for graham <laughs> Hi, thank you thank you for coming and Susanna brisk who's already here prompt and on time and proudly resentful thank yes, you yes full of it today we're going to talk about the great movie miami connection have you guys heard of this movie before yeah it's um it's the greatest movie i've ever seen in my life <laughs> You are a convert. I'm, I love everything about. Like I can't get enough of this. I want to watch it every day. I want to do. I want to make it into a musical. I want. <laughs> I want to put it on ice. I want. I like. I want. I want everything you could possibly do with this movie. Like it's the great. I. It's. It makes you feel good, right? It's, I mean, it's one it's, of those movies. Like I was trying to explain it to my girlfriend, and you. No one believes you. Right. When you're like, no, Motorcycle Ninjas and a Taekwondo rock band. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you it's, talking it's about? It's got to be terrible. There's no but, way. And but there's, it's all about the filmmaker, apparently. He's such a happy guy that everything about it. Now, Suzanne, you're making faces like you're in the middle of two crazy people. What did you think of this film? Well, initially, when I looked at the date of the movie, I thought, how could I have missed this seminal classic? 1987. <laughs> And then when I looked, it was 1988. Oh. And in 1988, I was still living in Melbourne, Australia. And that was the year I lost my virginity. So, obviously, I oh, was... Yeah. Thank you. And good night! <laughs> um, uh, obviously, I was too busy. <laughs> Getting busy. Yeah, so, no, I had never heard of this uh, apocalyptic ninja story. <laughs> now, did you and go on Facebook to look to the guy who lost his virginity to to see if he had seen this film? Facebook? Oh, he's dead. Oh, Jesus Christ. Wow. Get tested, everybody. Way to bring no. that up. <laughs> wow. Jesus. Thanks. What a weird he turn. Do- I know. That was, and that I was found a terrible that. follow-up question, I'll say. But you know what's bizarre <laughs> is that you say that is because I found out on him. Facebook. Don't put it on him. No, post. Oh. I'm saying that I found out he was uh, deceased from Facebook, uh-huh. and I wrote a book some years back, and thank you to the three people that bought it. I appreciate <laughs> all it. All three of them are here. Oh, they're all here tonight, and uh, it means a lot. Um, I'm going to sign your tits later. Anyway, so um, – <laughs> But he, as I was writing the book about him, I was like, I could feel he was dead because I've, you know, I'm a little bit psychic, and um, and then some sure, years like later I on Facebook, I I connected with somebody who used to date him too, which apparently the the legions are numbered of all the girls that he he dicked in well, his I mean, short at least lifetime. He had a good life. He had a he good did, life. He lived every day she was fullest. a redhead too, so yeah, oh, he was living right, it up. All right. He had a type. So, so he was a gingerbread t- man, sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma.com, everybody. Yeah, just jump in and uh, get that's on that website. You'll get jokes like that. Any time of the day, you're just like, you know, I feel down. That's I, need worth- a good, I need a good dad joke. I just, just wanted right to there. say that that's worth dying young for. 
What? <laughs> Having several redheads. Oh, yeah. That's oh, a, yeah. It's a life well lived. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what they I say think. the terrorists, the 9 11 terrorists. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, we're going to get yeah, 12 redheads. Yeah, that's right. 52 redheads. <laughs> and none of them are virgins. In fact, they're all big sluts. Wouldn't you rather that, though, if you were going to die and get 52 women, wouldn't you rather they were super sexually experienced so they'd actually know what they were doing? So is this an R rated podcast? It is now. Okay, good. Oh, yeah, yeah. My mom just turned off and cried. That's about it. She it's also right. slept with that guy. That's why she cried. Oh. Because she found out he Oh, yeah, well, well, she the have, guy moves around. You know what his nickname was? The Divergenizer. The Donk. <laughs> he was Welsh. That's all, right. all. Apparently, that's a Welsh trait. Uh, the Donk. I don't know if that's long or short or bigger. Donk. Or, yeah. Short for donkey. Oh. Okay. Oh. Again, let's move so on. So he had buck teeth? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get confused. it. I don't get it. Love carriage? I don't understand. Let's just say he set my <laughs> expectations unreasonably high. <laughs> but it's okay. He's gone. God bless you, Bryn. I'm glad he actually... that we can all come here and spend 20 minutes with this dead guy. Is this his eulogy? Is that what's going on? Will there be ashes being brought out? In I wonder if he saw Miami Connection. <laughs> That's what it It would bring him back from the dead. I say <laughs> yes. that. Yeah, it's Cause... worth it. Now, the movie out, let's talk about the movie out, how it opens. With like kind of Miami Vice style. It, this movie opens with a drug deal, of course, in Miami with uh, a Latino drug dealer. Thank God. Yeah. Um, let's, let's keep and, it straight. And then the ninjas uh, fight, stop it, or take it over, or hijack it. Or... Right, you think the ninjas are either going to stop it or steal everything, but the, first of all, they're terrible ninjas because you can see them walk through the bushes. <laughs> so like, the fattest. Ninjas my fa- you'll my ever favorite see. thing is the head ninja is in all white, yeah. like yeah. the most noticeable. Like all he needed was just like a day glow hat. A target. On he really chest. looks yeah. more like an apiarist. Yeah, the head ninja. He looks <laughs> like a beekeeper. Bees. It's like <laughs> I don't understand that outfit at all. But you know, it's Miami in the eighties because they all have white blazers. Yeah. Yes. That's what gives it away. It's like, oh, Miami Vice, that time, right? This movie is the most 80s movie. It has every 80s. They're in a computer class. And you can hear the keys. They're so loud. Clack, clack, click, (laughs) clack with the green screen. There's ninjas. basic in the background. There's bad rock with the feathered hair. Oh, there's there's, Don't say bad. There's taekwondo. There's martial arts. There's motorcycles. It, all it needed was like the Soviets and the where's the beef lady. <laughs> like that's that's all it needed was just like, hey, there's a guy from the Olympic hockey team. Like that's all it Hello, needed. Hello, Mary Lou Redden. Oh, wow. Hello, Good for you. Like where's, you know, Nancy yeah. Reagan. Like it needed some. It felt like a 12-year-old boy's fantasy of what the real world was like. I'd say 10 because yeah. I have a 10 yes. and 11-year-old boys and I was like, they would love this movie. Yeah. Like Did this is this how movie? they see life. Will you show it to me since I made you buy it? Um, I might. I might. Yeah. I might uh, actually only rented it because I'm Jewish, but um, wow, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to pay for seven ninety nine for the Miami I'll say connection. This. I'll pay two ninety nine tops. I rented it for three bucks for yeah. the same. I don't want to spend the money. Afterwards, I was like, I should have bought it. Oh. I want I want oh. to own this movie. I want it at my house. All th- I want to know that it's there for generations to come. Really, yeah. For yeah. really. I, I actually want- bought it online and realized I owned it on DVD. Wow, it's a fantastic. Well, you're film. fancy. I have yeah, to. Whatever. I have to own this movie. I'll tell it's, you how you know it's yeah. the '80s by the fashion too. It just basically looks like American apparel worn unironically. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And here's the here's the thing too. Like clearly, this movie, I was like, oh, a bunch of guys at a Taekwondo studio went, we should make a movie, <laughs> and one of them had a rich uncle or inherited or drug dealer money or whatever, and went, you know, we got three hundred grand. Let's fucking do it. We know everybody at University of Central Florida. We know that one guy in because the, there was an actual biker gang in there. Yeah, like yeah. you just saw every. 
friend favor they called in. Like, we know the guy who owns that strip club. We can make that the rock joint. Like, yeah, yeah. everything. That's actually, the, that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the main guy, Mark, who, of course, uh, like most bad films, was made by someone who's not American, who had a vision of what America is and gave everyone names like John and Mark. And right. So he was Mark, and he owned a Taekwondo studio. Uh, he <laughs> yes. owned a chain of them. Yes. Now, is this Y.K. Kim? Y.K. Kim, and okay. he had a... Um, he had a infomercial that was, if you buy the DVD or buy it online, you can see the infomercial about Taekwondo at your house on VD, VHS. So he made a ton of money. This movie, of course, bankrupt him. No. Um, no. no? What? <laughs> Wait a minute. Did, we I, got, are you, did you get the right statistics on that one? <laughs> I think what's fascinating about YK Kim mm-hmm. is that, and there are so many things, where do we start, is that he bills himself as a... You know, movie star, action star, and motivational speaker. Well, he's got to pay for the movie that he just lost all his money on. So that's the short guy in the band? That's the. No, it's the, the Korean guy. The one Korean guy. The, the one, one Asian the guy. Only in the Korean, whole the, the only one Korean Asian guy. guy in he, that, yeah. yeah. He funded the movie. Yeah, well, yeah, let's yeah. just he, say. Everyone loved him so much. Today. I was just going to say that, like, I got my kids to take a shower this morning, but that doesn't make me a motivational speaker. <laughs> <laughs> and I also paid for the water for the shower, and that doesn't make me a producer. So basically, in show business. <laughs> in LA, it does. You can just call yourself anything, oh, and sure. if you have, and if you notice, also everybody in the cast doubled up. So this Vincent Hirsch, and we'll get to all the Jews in the movie later, because that was one of my favorite thing yeah. was seeing all these super Jewy leading men pretending to be Irish, but um, <laughs> with he, their shirts up? off, yeah, <laughs> with their shirts off. What? That is the gayest house I've ever seen in my life. A bunch of dudes hanging out with their shirts off. Yeah. There's a scene where Y.K. Kim is like, God, grapes. He's like, ha-ha, and feeds everybody grapes in their mouth. Homoerotic. Very homoerotic. My favorite scene in the movie by far was him feeding them all the grapes and how they all act like that's normal. Right. That they're, 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 the band leader is just feeding them grapes by hand. <laughs> It's again, it's like lunch. this is what you do in America. Like, this is what adults do when they come to America. If I'm, you know, there's nothing more uncomfortable than closeted gay guys. You know what I mean? Because a gay guy, you're like, you're gay, good for you. you right. know, hey, everything's great. And but closeted guys that are trying to act like their version of straight is like they always say weird things, like we should go fuck some chicks or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody, they don't look at that lady's yeah. ass. Yeah, that straight fantastic? guys don't walk talk that way. Like we should yeah. suck her dick. Like, no, no <laughs> one's. That's not Come how on. we talk. What do you? But saying? also, closet guys get lie about everything. They're so used to lying. Right. Like, did you have lunch? No. Why did you just lie? You have crumbs on your face. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I I'm thought sorry. you were asking if I was gay. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I'm so on guard. Oh no, uh, I didn't eat lunch. You want me to put some grapes in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Let me take my shirt off. They're always had their shirts off. They, well, the whole band lives in one house together, and they hang out, and they eat, they eat grapes together, and they have a mail call. There's one guy who looks like a tall John Oates, right? And apparently, he's the, the guitar player. You right. mean the Jewy one? Very Jewy. Because there's, there's two Jewy. that are Jewy, but one who's pretending to be Irish. And then the other, the other Jewy one admits in a monotone, which is how most people deliver lines in this movie, oh, God. Um, that his parents are from Israel. So I'm like, oh, two Jewy ones. Yeah, it's good for the lead. Like, that's exciting. We can give spoilers, right? We can, we can reveal. Yeah, I don't think it's possible to spoil <laughs> this movie. <laughs> My favorite thing, so, so the tall guy, Hirsch, um, he kills his girlfriend's brother, and there's that scene where they oh. pull up. It's the one time it's I genius. noticed. Here's, this is why you knew that scene was heavy and for real. They pull up in the – by the way, they drive around the whole movie in a convertible. Never use the doors. Always jumping in and out fucking cool guy style. You right. know what I mean? Even in the rain. Even in the rain. But hey, when they pull up after he killed his girlfriend's brother, 
We're opening the doors. We're getting out serious, dramatic Come on, style. Guys. Let's and, not fool around American style. And then there's that great, <laughs> as you say, the monotone acting. She's, he's like, I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was hard for a while. I know. I, I had no other choice. It's okay. I forgive you. Okay. I guess you just yeah. take out a... Not only that, but that was her only surviving relative. Because oh, yeah. in a monotone... <laughs> In the early scene in the movie, she says, that is when my father died. My father left us, and then he died shortly after. And then I was left with my mother, and then she died. What's for lunch? I mean, there's just nothing. And then it's like, you killed my brother. I understand. That's why I got nobody. You had to throw my brother off an electrical tower. That just had to happen. Yeah. Her brother was the bad guy, and for some reason, he's the bad guy, and he hates the fact that she sings in a restaurant. That I love. He walks in a restaurant and goes, oh, what's my sister doing there? You're a Coke dealer. Why are you judging your sister's singing? (laughs) And when the girlfriend told the, the boyfriend about her mother dying and all that stuff, all he said to her was, hey... I never asked you about you. And then just laid all this heavy shit on her. Like, I hope he slept with her first. I think... <laughs> Before he asked all that crazy shit. I think it was anti-Semitism, frankly. <laughs> right. Oh, here we go. No. You people and your anti-Semitism. Here's my angle. Here's my angle. Because he, an he, angle, he's like... People. He sees this guy in a band who's gainfully employed. I mean, he's an actual employed musician. Yeah. He's obviously like a tall, gangly Jewish guy. He's not going to be beating her up or anything. And he's like, I don't want you hanging out with that guy. If you're an anti-Semite, don't be covert about it. Just say, I don't like Jews. But don't take it out on her. I mean, why was the brother so possessive over his sister's vagina? Am well, I the only ber- person who noticed well, that, that was That was, was a really weird. I was like, oh, why, is he, why does he care? But the, the yeah. one thing that did actually explain it, I go, maybe he's seen where the band lives. And he's, like, <laughs> he's trying to save her the heartbreak. Yeah, you, you, yeah. You're going to come home and he's going to be fucking blowing one of the guys in the band. So just find a straight guy to date That's instead of a saying. grape beater. You know, maybe he's... <laughs> I wanted him to walk out of the bedroom in a towel. And again, actually, there's one scene they all run outside. Yes. One guy's got a towel on and his hair is dry. What was going on? Why were you not wearing any clothes? That's what I wanted. It's never explained. Never explained. The... Um, the B stories are amazing. The black guy in the band with the, just the awesome Jerry curls, who's trying to find his dad, and then. Well, the way he looks for him is he waits for le- letters, letters every day. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, "Oh, no letters today uh, from my dad." Oh, he's got a super high yeah. voice. Oh, my dad! I yeah, I can't even do it. And then at the end of the movie, when he gets knifed in the ninja fight in the swamp. I'm, these are I'm I, these are actual words yeah. that need to be put together. I'm not just picking random. It sounds like I'm just picking random words. Ninja swap bite, Dad. Um, <laughs> but then they go to the hospital, and the doctor comes out in the stiffest of dialogue. Like he must have been the doctor that allowed them to shoot in that one lobby. Only if I can be in this movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> go ahead. Just literally the sure, worst. I don't even know what that. A dialect was. What was that? Such an odd dialect. And he was like, he pulled through, and it was so helpful that you were there. His father. Who's a 28-year-old guy with bad gray shit in his head. (laughs) It looked like Like, two kids in a trench coat. Yeah. Like little rascals. Yeah, it is. And and he's like, son. And... Earlier in the movie, the, the kid said, my, I'm half black, half Korean. No, he says, I'm, my mother was Korean, my father was black American. My father was my black father American. My father was black, black American. American. So he's, yeah. the kid is darker than his dad. Yes. So was the Korean mom black too? Oh, like was, I was like, what, where, he didn't look multiracial at all. No. I thought it no. might have been him with a gray wig. Like they could have just done that. The, 
You think they had the technology That's to put them in the I same thought. frame? That's exactly what I thought. That Maybe there's a conspiracy screen. theory about that on the internet, we about how the guy from Miami Connection is the really his own movie, dad. In the original ending, the uh, black guy gets stabbed by the ninja. The other two go crazy, and, and the good guys right. kill people, and they have these faces like Rambo where they go nuts. Right. And they're in the convertible, and the, um, the, he dies. And like, don't die on me. And the guy driving goes, don't die with his fist. Don't die. Keep going. And he <laughs> dies, and they pull over, and they let him die. And as they do, a plane flies over, and the gangly guy says, that's your dad in that plane. <laughs> <laughs> Just to add more like drama to it. I was almost there. He was, was this close. Was that in the DVD extras? That's what I paid the 10 bucks for. See? Oh. That's, that's kind of worth the 10 bucks if you think about it. That's I think good. we should do a Kickstarter to shoot that alternate ending just to get that <laughs> cast back so we can see that actually take place. But can we I be the black guy? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, and can yeah. I really get stabbed? Well, let's watch the scene. Can we, um, can we get the scene with the other, the male scene when he finds... I found my dad. While we're waiting for that, uh, thank you everybody for coming. ProudlyResents.com. Graham Elwood, of course, from Comedy Film Nerds and his documentary Earbuds. <laughs> nice plug. Thank you. Susanna Brisk from Milford. Yep, shirt off. There he is. Regular day in the uh, old town. In the mailbox. See, the advent of email would have just made this entire film redundant, basically. Find a letter? What is this? A letter? Ah. Let me put this magazine here. What? There's a photograph and a letter. Father! My father! My father! (laughs) My father! Oh my god! Slow-mo that shit. Slow-mo it. Won the big game. They put him in a suit to meet his dad in two scenes from now. They buy him a suit. It's... It's fantastic. Like, there's so many scenes like that. So many. Where you're just like... <laughs> it, this movie has all... It has every ingredient to make it the perfect, horrible movie. Which, uh, a perfect, yeah, 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 tell it, me. It has, it has uh, someone from another country with a really weird idea of what America is. No filmmaking, writing, <laughs> acting, or directing experience at all. Who needs it? And a... Before or since. And before or since. Yeah. No, at nothing... A um, some a weird funding platform, like no traditional funding, but no, like just I random s- scenes, weird, and then no scenes. All of these, we- and then like a I've always you can tell when you're like I've always wanted to do a whatever fill in the blank. In this case, do a martial like they've watched a lot of martial art movies, so they're like we gotta have a slow mo scene where we go yeah, like they gotta have that. It had every like non-actor friend coming yeah. in like we'll put you in the movie and every weird music 
The music band was great. So for some reason, because it's the 80s or because this is what America is, you hang out with your shirts, eat grapes, and you join a band. It was like yeah. Josie and the Pussycats, but with gay guys. Well, the music, the, 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 what was the, the song that they played several times? Like, friends are... Friendship. Something friendship. Yeah. Yay. Friends are forever. Is that the song the you guys Friends are do? forever. All right, oh, Kathleen and I'm Mike really are going to sing a live acoustic version of Friends. Oh. Really excited. Uh, <laughs> it's... You want to do, do it now? And they... Yeah. Can we come up? Can we share uh, Grandma Sherry yeah, and yeah. Mike? And uh, Mike and Kathleen. Kathleen, I do want to ask you a couple questions when we get up here about doing the song. Let's hear it for Kathleen and Mike. Hey! Kathleen Wilhoyd, of course, host of Suck the Joy. <laughs> great singer, great actress. Star of lots of films, including Roadhouse, which we talk about on our show. And wow! Yes. That is impressive. And you sang in Roadhouse? Which I is, did. It was a random scene when they say, hey, the waitress sings. and then <laughs> It's a perfect one for your podcast, i got to say. Wow. Actually, we did talk about Roadhouse. We did. When yes, we did. Kathleen, that was you. Yeah. Yeah, you were there. Do I stand here? <laughs> where, where do you want me to? That's some cult there. shit right there. there. Yeah, yeah. I'm very impressed. Um, All right, Kathleen, right? what did you first think when I said to do this song before you sing? I, I listened to it, and I said, I have never heard a worse <laughs> song, <laughs> lyric, music, ever. And I've sang some horrific songs. <laughs> I've been in some horrific films, and this one took the cake. But that's, Absolutely that, took the that, cake. The thing which you said in Row House, also my other point of what makes a perfect horrible movie is someone has some other weird skill that they just jam in to show <laughs> for no reason. Like when Dennis Rodman was in that dumb movie, and they're like, oh. I'm going to slam dunk the bad guys. Like that kind of shit. Right, wasn't it, Kathleen, wasn't it just you guys were hanging out and you're like, why don't you just sing in the movie? Well, we hung out, we did all those bar scenes and we were drinking beer and it was nuts. And, <laughs> there were uh, drugs. I would go up and play with the band and sing just for fun. And then the producer, uh, Joel Silver, well, let's put Kathleen in, that'd be great. Let's put Kathleen in, Kathleen's going to sing. <laughs> and so then I sang, but yeah. Um, so, all right, shall we play our yeah, rendition of Friends for Eternity? <laughs> okay. All right, in the key of G, guys, and if people at home. <laughs> Friends through eternity, loyalty and honesty will stay together through thick or thin. Friends forever will be together. We're on top, cause we play to problem with that rendition it's too good yeah that yeah, was you, really your voice is beautiful yeah you guys play like if you were to hear if that anyone listening was hearing the song for the first time they're like that wasn't that bad 
You guys, it's a nice melody. You did a nice melody. It's like, oh, that's a nice theme. We're there was friends. comparable playing yeah. going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. You gotta watch the movie with the girl with the feather and the white outfit. And well, the, she just dances around during that song, and it's yeah. and it's not yeah. nearly as good. The, you guys playing together. There's none of it. It's just like friends are forever. You should. Who are you playing with? Mike Fitzgibbon, comic actor, great like best guitar player ever. Mike Fitzgibbon, comic actor, greatest guitar player ever. We get it. He did it for free. We have to give all the love. <laughs> yes. He's having a garage sale next week. It's kids' bar mitzvah. But he does have his shirt off and he's wearing karate pants. He looks fantastic and he's feeding me grapes. And I appreciate it. He's got the softest hands. <laughs> not gay though. Not, not gay. Not at gay all. At no, all. not gay, not gay at, at all. all. He not just found his dad. At all. He just found his dad. His dad he is him. a black belt though, yes. which is impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's weird about the song when it happens in the movie is just all the juxtaposition between friendship. And even at the end of the movie, the little line that says, peace is the way of everything. And then in between, the gory, horrific violence of people getting ninja stars thrown at them. Ah! It was you know, more like straw blood. dogs than anything else. It's, like, yeah. you know, oh, like and then in between, it's guys like, become killers. Yeah. And they get pushed to the edge. It well, is straw dogs ish. It is straw <laughs> dogs goes to Miami Vice. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about the beach scene. So, because they're American uh, and they're friends and they hang out together, they go to the beach. This sure. is the point where I started <laughs> hating you for making me watch this movie, Adam Spiegelman. <laughs> oh, I love the scene. I was just like. I have sensory issues. Like, I need to avoid unpleasant things. And to see butt. the way that men objectify these uh, women in this movie. That's what guys do. They hang out. They yeah. objectify women. Oh, look at her butt. Hey, come here and give me a kiss. How, did that work for you at some point? Like, I'm just, I'm so confused. And then well, the... And, well, it must have really been puzzling to these women. They're like, why is this carload full of gay guys <laughs> whistling at us? Again, they're trying to sound to straight. Hey, over famous. there, I appreciate how you look. Yeah, hey, you hey. put that outfit well together. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you nice buy that bikini. blouse? Oh, Ew. love your nails. Hey. <laughs> but hair they do look, say, hair looks great. Yeah, you're on fleek. Um, Emmy nominated, by the way, today. Just got nominated Thank for you. Emmy. Thank you, Adam Spiegelman. Emmy nominated. It's a big day in show business. Writer today. or producer? What is producer. that? Producer. Yeah, producer. What are you producing? Uh, it's called oh. The Talk. It's an Emmy nominated show. <laughs> Which means that he's an Emmy nominated guy. Uh, yeah. So nice. that happened today. That was nice. That's really cool. Can I just really go back cool. and start again? It's called The Real. I did not work on The Talk. I don't know the name of my own show. Uh-oh. It was a, the Talk also nominated, but that's all right. <laughs> I don't know why I forgot my own show. Because you got nominated for an, for an Emmy today. I can edit that out. Yeah. So ever since you get nominated, I can fucking be in whatever show I want now. I fucking own it. I was I nominated for Breaking Bad, even though it's been canceled. <laughs> Did you know? Congratulations. Thank you so Graham. much. It Wait, was really are you serious? <laughs> no. Oh. It was canceled. My the ex-husband beat- was nominated for an Emmy. For what? Last Comic Standing. Your ex-husband was on your show, on your podcast, Milf Code. How yeah. awkward was that? I, you know what? It was really friendly. We're super friendly because we have kids together. You know, you're just much more predisposed to be forgiving. So, yeah, no, we're, we're very friendly. I was watching it. We're all about the kids. Did you watch it? I watched he's it all like, I was waiting for something yeah. to happen. I know. Everyone was yeah. watching. Well, he was just very much like, I love her. She's terrific. Like, you know, he says that you about know, everybody. Yes, you my didn't have to get married to him. Will kill you with kindness. Could we not talk about that? And could oh, we talk well about some Let's of the on. lines in this movie? Oh. Because here are my favorite. I'm going to tell you think of these lines? my favorite oh, three sorry. lines in the movie. Okay? Three lines. Number one is when he goes, The short guy is suddenly inexplicably swinging away at the tall guy in the nightclub, and he comes and he goes, Next time, 
I'm going to come back here and kill your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Such great dialogue. I mean, well, why was speaking he there fighting of him? Emmy nominated, why is he fighting him? Who are these people? What does that line mean? Kill your ass. Does that mean anal sex? I mean, what is yeah. that? The other one was, um, oh, right, when the cops come to break up the big ninja fight, which, by the way, it must have been very difficult to get guns in the 80s because in that big fight scene, all they had were baseball bats and sticks. Yeah. yeah, I was like that gun control must have been heavy in that Miami 1980s because sure, sure, all sure. they could get were bats and sticks. Anyway, so after the big fight, it's broken up by a cop, and the cop comes out. He gets out of his car, and the other cop and they stand opposite each other, and they go, "Where'd they go?" And the other cop goes, "We need to get these gangs out of Central Florida anyway. <laughs> Let's get out of here." Well, he says, "I guess they left." Yeah, and he goes, "I guess they left." Yeah. He goes, "We got to get the gangs out of here anyway. Let's go." And they pulled their guns out. They're yeah. holding their guns at each other. Going, at hey, each other. Yeah. Real cops, by the way. They're all friends with YK Kim, the director. Of course. And they came out and they did that scene for him. You can tell it was calling in every favorite. My other favorite, the, the, there, was, there was another line towards the end of the movie that I watched the movie alone in my apartment, laughed out loud. At the end of the, towards the end of the movie, the, one of the head ninja henchmen comes back to the ninja lair <laughs> and says, you know, they killed Johnny or whatever. And the head ninja guy goes, Nobody does that to the Miami Ninjas. Like, <laughs> are you an arena football team? I like, thought it was what, a Little League baseball. What baby is ball. that? Like, yeah. So, do they have a mascot, the yeah. Miami Ninjas? Do they have a you cheer team? Them. Give us an I M I A M I. Mascot kind of comes in and comes out. You never see him oh, coming. It's so yeah. great! It's so great! Yeah, yeah. So what was your third favorite? Well, one? my third favorite thing is uh, when they were in the car once again in the convertible, and it was Vincent Hirsch. Uh, actor slash production manager slash probably like <laughs> co-writer. PA yeah. co-writer yeah, like yeah. everything craft um, service yeah was in the car and with the Korean guy who um, was obviously a grandfather I mean he was like forty years older yeah. than anyone else in the in the band or in the movie and they're si- and the and the ninjas come and and he, Vincent just goes like he goes oh ninjas. That's it. They see this whole group of like crazy ninjas coming to attack them, and it's like, oh, ninjas. Ninjas. That's and that was it. a take they t- they used. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Watching the behind the scenes, they did like ten takes on everything. So really, scene, they're all in the convertible, and a guy comes up to him and he pours beer on their heads. Yeah. Well, oh, that oh, no, if you watch that closely, two of the guys lean into the to get the beer on their heads because yeah. it was that was the tenth take, oh. and they were tired of doing the scene, it and they're like, so, all right, here you go. The guys are, so hey, and they're right. all like, these are guys that are. All black belt fighters, a dude comes up, clearly going to pour beer on your head, and you just look at him and lean in and go, oh, hey, thank you very much. Oh, don't get stuff in my blouse. Oh, oh sorry, I'm straight. Now. You know, why don't you pour it in my mouth like my buddy does with grapes? Like, like it's, there's no, it was the weirdest it was thing. A weir- and then there's a fight on the street, which they were able to cut, get the uh, street shut down for that. Because, uh, but that was a, the fight scenes were great. Though. But see, I mean, now I'm not going to be predisposed to kindness if I know they had ten takes to choose from, and that's all they had. Because I was, was watching best. with kindness, because I know it's really hard to make a movie. Sure. It's hard to make a movie. It's not easy, and making a good movie is even harder. Making it all hang together, it's difficult. Proof is this film, right? And so, but when you look at it, you the whole time I'm just like, well, that's all they had. Obviously, they had no more coverage. That's all they had. They had nine other takes, and that's what they went with. What were the bad takes? (laughs) (laughs) What were the takes where they went, oh, we can't use that one? What did the guy just like slip and fall? Did he like pour Jello on? He started speaking German. Like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) what 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 could he have done wrong to make this not work? 
in the beginning, just to go back, when they uh, the ninjas are the ones who stole the drugs, and they come back to the the white ninja, and they say, "Hey, sure. we stole the drugs." He goes, "Hey," he goes, "I don't know why, but we forgot the money." He goes, "You forgot the money?" So they they went on this drug. They went to steal. They're like Omar from The yeah. Wire. They're gonna steal these drugs and money, and they forgot the money. They yeah. have two jobs, drugs and money. Yeah, steal. <laughs> take the money. You had it's one job. Yeah. You're it's ninjas, a... for the love of God. <laughs> you know what? We're ninjas. We're not bank uh, robbers. Boo. Hey, yeah. I can throw a I'm star. I'm a ninja. <laughs> I can throw a star. I didn't say, what, am I supposed to go to a bank now? What, am I a bookkeeper? What are you You know what other trope is in this movie that I'm really tired of seeing in movies is the thing about the cocaine bag and stabbing it with a knife. The, it's always like a switchblade. Yeah. And then they stab it with a knife, and they put their, fi- their, their, their and then and this guy didn't even rub it on his teeth. He just like stuck his finger in the coke, which is totally unhygienic, by the way. Not cool. And then just stuck it in his mouth and went mm, and nodded. By the way, that is not a way to tell the quality of cocaine. That is a way to tell if it's been cut with benzocaine and whether it's cut with good benzocaine. There is nothing about that that tells you the quality of coke. So it's just that it's not like you put it in your mouth and all of a sudden start shitting because it's being <laughs> Like, oh, this is not coke. Oh, this is not good. We have two problems. One, that's not coke. Two, I'm shitting in my pants. Now, let's, let's, let's start with number two first. But can we get rid oh. of that trope in movies it's, about the stabbing the cocaine packet? It had every cliche anything. It was like a collection it had, of cliches. It, it was col- a thousand of them, and they were – it was unbelievable. It was like – and think – you – if you hired non-actors – and tried to do a movie this bad. I don't uh, think you could have. Like, there's, there's, you know, how they say like there's a certain part of movie making that's just magic. Like, just everything comes together. Movies this bad. There's a certain amount of crazy magic. It's like that, black magic. It is. It's black magic. Yeah. That that's right. Just, yeah. These movies. The clocks just started going backwards, and just <laughs> fucking something happened where it was just so magically awful. Yeah. There's not many movies that can pull that off. Like, there's a lot it's of true. bad karate films, but that right. something about it. And I think it's the the guy's intensity to make a good movie, right? And to be happy and be American and pro. Like, just the <laughs> the good vibes is what made this movie fun to watch. You know, like you earn it's earnest, and you want it to yeah. do well. It's not. Well, like, yeah, you know, you know what the sc- at the at the big premiere screening, they went fuck. Yeah, the credits rolled. They went, we did it. They were high fiving. You know, at the party afterwards, they were like, "Hey, man, that one scene where you cried with your dad, like, man, I felt, I felt like it. you know, everyone, that was real. Everyone went, yep, nailed it. Everyone just went, boom, we're gonna be rich and famous. This is it. This oh, is it. This oh, is it. And you we know what? I'm better than Stallone. You see that Rambo take yeah. it? I did, but Stallone, I did it better than Stallone. I can do that. We're gonna be huge. We're gonna own Florida. The yeah. other martial arts trope that they had that I love is that. Um, People who slow down and wait to get hit. Oh, sure. It's like that thing where, like, the, the blow is coming at you and you just slow down and take it. It's like it's not a class. Like, it, in, a yeah. nor- in real no. life, if a punch is coming at you, you don't stand there and wait to, to receive it. There was so much of that in this movie. It was another thing about the film. They they were so tired of doing these takes that they were actually hitting each other because they wanted to get the take done right. So they're like, <laughs> fuck it, I'm hitting you. I want to get out of here. That's so great. Is that why they had those realistic bloody bandages with orange blood, fake orange blood? It was like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. The guy had the big bandage on and he's playing the the flute. What what was that? They came back and then after a couple of the bad guys got their asses kicked, 
and they had these like hilarious joke bandages on them when they were right. meeting the, with from the, Acme from the yeah the Acme <laughs> bandage company the, and they're like it was all in all these weird places that you've never seen a bandage ever applied <laughs> yes. because this was a weird, you saw the fight scene you saw the guy get yeah. punched in the stomach why did he have a bloody bandage on his head with yeah. orange blood orange what? blood and why were they fighting why did they go into the club to fight the uh, who were they do you guys remember God. It was the band that used to play there all right, before. Yes. They're all, yeah, this was band warfare. That's what this was. The, the original house band. Listen, I get it. I'm sure there are a lot of Silver Lake hipsters who'd be willing to beat the shit out of some other band. Yeah. Oh, yeah, For sure. getting that gig. The, no, the I mean, gigs they, are scarce. These kind of there fights happen Lake. all the time. This yeah. is a real issue. Happens, happens all the time. They eat some quinoa and they're like, fuck it. Yeah. Let's get in there. I'm going to get some. Uh, yeah, disgruntled hipsters. Can we watch the trailer for the film? Sorry to wake you up in the back. We're going to watch the trailer for the movie, which we probably should have done in the beginning no. so you knew what we were talking about. Yeah. But I say, why do Is things it? logically? <laughs> I have an Emmy nomination. I don't see anyone else here <laughs> with Emmy nomination. So I think- That's it. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We have a special treat for you today. We have a new house band with a new dimension in rock and roll. We have the one, the only, Dragon Sound. <laughs> this band is the only family I had. They're all black belts in Taekwondo and they're pretty bad. I don't want you to mess it up by going out with a secondary musician like that John character. They came in here to play goddamn songs for kids! I'll come back to kill your ass. Powerful, powerful drama. Everybody's done! <laughs> Peace out. There's the real version. It's almost postmodern, really. Yeah, it's, the dichotomy I between peace and violence. I don't hear anything wrong with that. No. That's not the worst song, Gadley. Not the way you did it. See, it was good the way you that's, did it. That was the song that she just sang. That did you hear that version? Friend for eternity. Uh-huh. <laughs> they sing like they act. Oh, yeah, God. that kind of so stag- great, so great. Did we I, mention Adam Spiegelman got nominated for an Emmy today? Oh, that happened. That happened to me. Oh, I'm Adam Spiegelman. Oh, I got no, no big deal. No big I want deal. you guys to do an acoustic version of the entire dialogue. Of the movie. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds so much like better. Just like a beat poetry. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man, we're Miami ninjas. You know, like, hey. I want to see that. Everybody's dead, man. Slice. Uh, I can't <laughs> I can't get enough of this movie. I, can't, uh, another, I, I can. A great trope is when, another great thing, they, they all go to college, some community college. and University of Central Florida, and they all come out wearing matching shirts that all say UCF. Not gay at all. No, not, no. not at all gay. We're going to match no. today. Just suggestions. And, and, we're all gonna, and, totally the, and the Jordache jeans pulled way too tight. Like, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it, was, oh. it was the 80s. I'll give them that. So yeah. they walk through, they would get on campus, and there's a line of people waiting to congratulate them and say hi and shake their hand and tell them how much they love them. Yeah. Just on their way to college campus. So great. That would happen to me in the morning because I would get drunk and forget blackout and not know what I did the night before. Well, yeah. People were like, you were fantastic last night. You were the greatest. <laughs> yeah. Dragon yeah, sound. And I did it, yeah. The matching shirts... Uh, the lead singer in the in the Xanadu outfit, like it's just. She was great. And 
It was American like, Apparel, though. If you look at that yeah. outfit, you could get every single one of those items not right down America. the street. I'll fucking tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> look, let's not get too upset about a white lace shirt and white pumps, okay? I know it's disturbing, <laughs> but it's not that bad. I, I feel like if you watch this movie a hundred times, you're going to notice a new insane, ridiculous thing each time. If you watch this movie more than a hundred times, then you got too much time on your hands. I, That's I, all I'm going to say. Here's a question. You guys. If you were on a plane, you're flying somewhere. Jump out. And this what? movie, yeah, and this movie came on. I'd would watch you watch it, it or would you jump He'd out? He'd watch it. I'd watch it immediately because I, no. I, I'm in a, there's a scene that I remind in the trailer where they're, they're all jumping into the convertible and why YK Kim kind of fumbles on the, and like slips in. He's trying to be cool. Like I could see those things a thousand times because I'm also picturing the crew. I'm picturing the director giving notes like, okay guys, we got to like the thing you just said. Yeah. This is the scene where uh, everyone cheers you on the campus. Yeah, like it like happens. Oh yeah, it makes right. perfect sense. Yeah, yeah right, okay, right. Yeah. That's that part where you're in the swamp and the guy just got stabbed, and yeah. so what you do is you just drag him through the swamp. Yeah. He's just been stabbed in the stomach, we and the first thing you do is is just drag him for like twenty more feet as he screams. Yk is a musician and a kung fu artist. He is not a doctor. He does right. not need to know these things. That is clear. Yeah, if I, this came on, if, he, if this came on while I was on a plane, I think I would shut it off and masturbate under the airline blanket. That's my third choice. <laughs> is that too much information? Here's why I want to watch I it like multiple times. I like a ninja. I like because I I need to stop the frames that like when they're in the the the, the, the their gay apartment because you know there's shit in the background that I missed like there's a poster there's got to be something that you're gonna go wait a minute what the fuck is that doing on the wall like what do they yeah. think American non gay friendly men right. have on their walls right yeah. what what does an American guy have I, on his I wall? gotta watch right. it again I need to watch it on a big screen. With the ability to to freeze to freeze, but I like how they eat breakfast really like stalling, just kind of slowly because they got to yeah. make the scene. The movie's eighty six minutes, so, yeah. and every minute you feel it. You so feel like every, when when the, <laughs> you feel you're, every you're, minute, yeah. you're aware. You, There's like, like an eight minute scene when he comes in with the letter. The first time he has a letter, and everyone's like, "Let me see that letter," and he's like, "No," and then the other guy's like, "Let me see that letter." <laughs> No. And he's like, no. And it's like eight minutes eight of that. Eight minutes. Like, yes, one already. shot. One shot. Yeah. yeah. Just kiss and get it over with. Let's do it. And, he, and he's doing Sexual that thing tension. where he's like, show it. And he keeps pulling it out of his yeah. hand. That's eight minutes of that. Yeah. It was, it's, it's like the sunglasses thing in They Live. Uh-huh. That fight scene in They Live where it's there's like, just put the glasses on. No. And they fight for 12 minutes. And he finally puts them on. Oh, well, it's fucking there's zombies Thanks out for there. Me that. Yeah. It's, it's the next level of that. By the way, yeah, when I watched They Live and they did I was like, this is so fake. That part I thought was oh. fake. The rest, took me out of the movie. For that, but the rest of it, the aliens and all that, I bought. Roddy, Roddy, I bought. Oh, and here's the other thing. So when we saw that, you saw the scene where um, he comes out to the mailbox with his shirt off. And, of course, his top button is unbuttoned of, of his pants. So he saw I noticed that too. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah. Um, I think that was a method character choice. Oh, yeah. No, he I think went, he was really in it yeah, at that like, point. I yeah. think at this point I'd be hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta let my pants down. So when he's ringing the letter and they're all talking over each other, there's at least a half a dozen of those scenes in the movie where everyone's going, "Oh wow, that'd be great!" Taekwondo man, a lot of improv, quote unquote. There's just like, and you know, the director just went, "Okay, guys, just yeah, talk." 
Like yeah, just yeah. <laughs> do what guys do. do you know, thing. you're American. Act like an American. Do that thing where you pal around and you all stand in a line. It was like Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but in in the shot of the camera, because right. you can't move the camera. It's like shot a little around. cluster. Like they have, they all have that same cluster. You see it in sitcoms a lot. Like people stand in a line. There's no levels right. to it. Right. And why did you move from and, here? And to they here? all. Did, and, he, and I'm sure he directed them together. Like just do guy stuff. Like. Hey, 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 yeah, whoa, buddy. Well, the, the bad guys, they do at improv where they're breakdancing. Yeah. <laughs> like, show me that breakdance Because that happens move. all the time. Oh. That was another unnecessary scene where she walked into a room and then she walked out of the room. And that was it. She's like, where's my brother? He's over there. And then she comes back out and says, he wasn't there. Yeah. That was it. Oh, yeah, and those three guys, if you watch those three yeah. guys, they're kind of, they're improvising, they're doing comedy. They're doing yeah. those comedy. Those three guys are They're like, the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of this film. Yes, That's they right. are. Thank you. You're welcome. They're awesome. Emmy nominated college graduate five years. Thank <laughs> oh you very much. God. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> I the work at the real and possibly the talk. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to, dis- I don't want to disappoint you, but I have a feeling that if you watch this film a hundred more times, the only thing that you'd find that you'd missed in any scene is the boom. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, oh, I didn't see that booming shot in that movie. The- but that's what I want to see. I yeah. want to see I that. Get that you, if you, you watch like it 100 times, I think the thing you'll miss is your girlfriend. She's going to leave you. She's like, listen, oh, enough already. She's bummed she didn't get to see it. Oh. You say that now in the beginning of the relationship, but let's, let's no, give it a couple No, this is a girl who on her birthday, she's born on the 4th of July. I was out of town oh. for her birthday. Oh, my Yankee Doodle Nanny. Yeah. Too. What did she do on her birthday? I'm like, what did you do on your birthday? You go to a parade? You watch fireworks? No, I went and saw a black and white. 1940, like film noir alone. She's your soulmate. Yeah, she's yeah. my perfect soulmate. It's amazing. Yeah. That's very it's sweet. Yeah. So great that she's able not to spend time with you on her birthday. I think that's really I a great I said I was out of town. Yeah. He was out of Always got to find a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He's Emmy nominated. Listen, okay. Uh, no big deal. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, and no, is it, does this thing. movie have a moral to it? Yes. yes. The moral is that you can do great karate in a midriff shirt. Yeah. <laughs> that that's is what I the took away from overwhelming film. social moral of this movie. Well, the, the, that's the greatest part is so the guy gets his head that the head cut off scene, and then the very next is that line that says, "If we stop the violence, we can make the world a peace or yes. whatever." And you're just like, and then the very next scene is like more ninjas fighting or whatever. Yeah, that, that's the that's what you and when I saw that line, I went, "Oh, they thought." That's what this movie was. We're going to accomplish this with the, the lyrics of the song, Friends for Eternity. So bizarre. Violence, or whatever. <laughs> and like, they talk about Taekwondo, too, as being this, like, it's a very peaceful art. It's a very peaceful. And then in the ne- very next scene, it's like blood and decapitation. Yeah, they're killing each other. And then they go back to, it's very peaceful. It's, right. it's friendship. It's peaceful. I never understood. They let him push him around to a point. Because the guy who runs there's a pizzeria run by a Korean guy, of course, and he's the co-director of the film. He choreographed all the fight scenes, and he's a real deal fighting guy. Well, you can he, tell these guys are real martial arts. Like you can tell the whole band, are. like they all you study. Not, eh? You can say you're like, okay, the, uh, that's why I was like, these guys all are. I knew it was a Taekwondo school because they like they all study together. They all fight because some of the fights were decent, some of them were very choreographed. But I was like, these guys, they've got decent martial arts skills. Yeah, right. And that's why they, I knew when they. The old guy's getting roughed up, and I was like, oh, there's a Korean guy. Oh, and a bunch of thugs. Gee, I wonder how this is going to shake out. Like, hey, old man, that's my pizza. (laughs) (laughs) And the one guy with the tight, tight dolphin shorts. I couldn't get past that. I was like, now I'm getting out. And all these, like, 
And if I'm you look proud. closely at the gang members when they do the big gang scenes, it was all these like fat rednecks. Lot, just these like Florida rednecks. Fighting people. If you yeah. go to Florida, they're there. There's like yeah. abundance. There's like too many of them. Like here, you can find an actress or an actor here, there, or someone with a screenplay at Starbucks. Yeah. There, you can find a fat redneck. Yeah, I mean, you just throw a rock. Not a big rock. Yeah. But just swing a dead alligator and you'll find a fat <laughs> There you go. That's what I was looking for the dead alligator reference. Well, thank you for, so much for doing this show. We're going to have one more song. But before we do, uh, how can we find you? Oh, yeah. If you go, uh, my Twitter handle is at Graham Elwood. um, And, of course, I do a podcast called Comedy Film Nerds. Fantastic. um, And we do that every week. It's on iTunes. And I co-produce the Los Angeles Podcast Festival, which is September 23rd through the 25th. And the movie Earbuds, the podcasting documentary, is coming out this fall. Check it out. Great. Oh, that's interesting. Susanna. I mean, uh, I haven't been nominated for an Emmy, but... Well, uh, yeah, whatever. Listen, I... is young. I had you here anyway. Check your email. <laughs> Might be in there. They don't just hand those out. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're going to be insufferable from now on, aren't way, you? These, I can next... already see that. <laughs> the only semblance of sweetness that you've had, Adam Spiegelman, from being in the show business for so many years and being one of the truly nice people in show business, Keep I going. can see... That it is now just a vestige of the past. That's and it. I'm insufferable. You're now going to be just insufferable, be. really yeah. intolerably. So until I lose, so I have three more months to be a total prick. <laughs> He's going to be back down to earth with the rest <laughs> of us. Until Alan walks home with it. Going to fund a movie of ninjas attacking the daytime Emmys, and we got to fight them. Friends hey. and the Emmys <laughs> together. <laughs> what? I won Adam the Emmy. <laughs> Susanna, how can we find your show, The MILF Code? Uh, okay, so I have a podcast with the lovely and talented uh, Felicia Michaels called The MILF Code. So you should all watch that because um, it's video as well. Nice. On uh, T Radio V and uh, that place in Hollywood here. And um, yes, everything else is on SusannaBrisk.com. I have a popular blog in which I write about many things that should not be said out loud. <laughs> And um, I'm also yes, I did, and uh, proud of it. And I'm also a sexual intuitive. And if you want to know what that is, you can go to sexualintuitive.com. Come on, what is it? And I beg your pardon, Mike Fitzgibbon. How are you at knowing brothers? Uh, Yeah, I'm bad at knowing brothers, but I know what they're into. That's my weird thing. Yeah, what is uh, it? The Osborne brothers are sitting wanna, here. Uh, one ex- wants to know, and the other one's married wanna, and is hiding in his nachos. I don't want to expose you in public unless you want me to, and then I totally yeah. would. Well, you're definitely kinkier than your brother. I'll tell you that 100%. That's totally true. There you go. No, it's, you're right, because earlier I didn't want to make a big thing about it. I saw him feed him grapes. <laughs> oh, I saw him feed him grapes. <laughs> he is shirtless, which is weird. I know. And it's a weird way to watch down. a show, but I'm well, not going to judge. It's a yeah. funny thing about that movie we just watched is that I felt like it should have been called five virgins and one guy <laughs> who might be getting laid because I really did have a sense that none of those people in that band had ever had sex before. But with a, with a woman. Uh, with a woman. With a woman. The black guy had had sex with another black guy and the Korean guy was a grandfather so clearly he had to have had sex. Um, but the, the other guy's ones not going to have sex with his girlfriend after he killed his, her brother. Oh, like, she'll that's be. A hard, if you could talk some girl's pants off after you killed her brother, you've got game. Yeah. That's really good. And that's going to be like the greatest like, I fucked you, I killed your brother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's hot. Who killed your brother? Who killed your brother? That's definitely a thing. Look, guy at the was... second table. He loves that. Yeah. Look at that. He loves a little incest porn. This guy. Come on. Oh, Ken's a freak. Who's your Come brother? On. I told you. I yeah, can, yeah, tell yeah, the... you can tell. I'm very oh, good. Are you saying the, the brother with the glasses is straight and the other guy is no, a freak? No, I'm not that's, saying that's he's not... straight. I'm not saying Uh-oh. he's straight. Uh-oh. I'm just <laughs> saying that the other, the one on the left is more kinky. 
All right, That's well. all. But the one on the right has his things. Well, listen, you come to the show, you can get hit on. He has his little proclivities. It's all right. We'll get his wife on the line. She can tell us what they are. <laughs> oh, no. Let's he keep has grown ma- children, the one together. on the right. He's got three kids. Two. 14 and 18. How kids? long have you Let known him? Let me just say, three kids. Oh. Uh, while I ruined his Two marriage. that he knows of. Oh, why? One's half, um, half Korean and half white American. <laughs> <laughs> Kathleen, are you ready to do this? Is, now, what song are you going to do? Fantastic. Thank tell? you for having me, by the way, Thank you guys for doing the really show. Really appreciate Proudly it. Presents, Proudly Thank you, everyone, for coming out. And for more rock and roll films, you can go to Proudly on iTunes or wherever. Proudly Resents presents bad rock and roll films. And cover a lot of great bad films, including Xanadu and The Great Rock and Roll Nightmare. All right. Thank you for Kathleen and Mike. Thanks again. Here's a little song I did in uh, a roadhouse. This is a song from Roadhouse. <laughs> Hey, the waitress sings. Uh, let's, let's, the waitress sings. I don't want to lose this good thing that I've got. Cause if I did, I would surely, surely lose it. Than any love I know is like thunder, lightning. The way you love me is frightening. I think I better know. I'm not superstitious about you. I can take no chance You got me spinning Baby I'm in a trance Cause your love Ooh, your love Is better than Any love I know It's like thunder Lightning The way you love me Is frightening I think I better know section Yeah, it's like thunder, like 
That was fantastic. Thank you so much. That was amazing. Thank you, Thank you Mike Fitzgibbon. Thank you, sweet Adam Thank you so Spiegel. much for doing Avery. Thank you Thank for you doing audio in the back. Jamie really. and, of course, John for handing me my phone. Thanks, guys. Adam, we're out of time for this interview. Hey, if you enjoyed today's episode, definitely go back and listen to more live shows we did. We did a tribute to trauma where we had people from the old class of Newcomb High, or one guy, and then two women who starred in the new one, and some other great actors, and Christian Finnegan was on that episode. Did an episode with Todd Levin, Sharon Houston, and Jimmy Pardo. Frank Conniff and Eric Schaefer review um, Birdemic, which is pretty awesome. Oh, and Chris Gord, we did an episode with uh, Brent Weinbach. It was a whole weird tribute to Andy Kaufman. That was a weird show and a weird night. And I hope I put that in the show notes, what happened. We had on um, Tony Clifton via the phone because he wasn't in town. He promised to be there. And he just starts being so racist that uh, I just hung up on him. And let me take a second. Could you imagine you're on stage and you're looking out at an audience? And in this case, this audience is filled with people dressed up for cosplay because Chris Gore is into cosplay and he got everyone to dress up. And you're looking out at your audience and you're holding your phone to a microphone and this guy is saying the most racist crap you can think of. It was absurd. And I got and they're all shot. They're embarrassed. There's a guy in a bunny outfit and he's, he, he's appalled. So check out prowlersents.com slash live. All right, I really uh, appreciate you guys listening to the show. At Prowlersense is the Twitter. Reach Adam at Mac.com. Reach out, tell me what you think of this episode. If you want to go to a live taping, let me know. All right, again, I really appreciate you guys listening. G'day from Australia. Hi, my name's Chris, and uh, this is a uh, advertising spot thing uh, for an Australian comedy podcast where three friends sit down and have a chat about current events, conspiracy theories, other interesting things with a bit of an an Australian twist on it. Maybe you'll enjoy it. Maybe you won't. But if you want to check us out, head over to www.podsocks.com and give it a little look. Might have a few laughs, might have some fun. Who knows? But, um, yeah, thanks. And, uh, see ya. Thanks for listening to Proudly Resents. Make a comment or suggest a film at reachadam at mac.com or on our comment line. You ready? Get a pencil. <laughs> I'll wait. Okay. Got one? Okay. 646-481-5476. Keep it clean and short. We might air it. Join us on Facebook or be old school and go to our website. ProudlyResents.com. If you like the show, put the episode up on your Twitter, Facebook, stumble upon, dig, you know, all those things. Tell a friend, I'm Eddie Pepitone, and my Twitter account is at Eddie Pepitone.